Hello everybody and welcome in. This is of course the world famous Tim Talks podcast. I know no one's heard of this show before, but we are into our new episode is episode six, I believe, of Tim Talks podcast. And what are we going to talk about this week? It is another Friday, another beautiful Friday. And yeah, we just need to decide what's going on here. Anyways, um, I was thinking there the other day, Sure, you've probably you've probably seen it already, but uh, if you go onto Spotify, you can find Tim Talks Music. What this is is basically I have a little little section dedicated to music on on Spotify, and it's just my top top picks of my favorite songs. I'm gonna do it every month. So for April, you have let me just let me just throw it up here my songs that I've chosen, whatever I've been listening to recently. Nice little mix of genres there. Personally, you know, I have a lot of different types of music I'm into. So I decided, you know what, today's episode, I'm going to go through each song, why I chose it, maybe a bit about the artist, etc., the history of me listening to that song or whatever. And yeah, it'll be a bit of crack. So I'll repeat that once again, Tim Talks Music on Spotify. So I guess let's go through the songs. I have 10 songs on this and each song is pretty much a banger. So first one up, we have Love in the Time of Lex Apro. I did mention the artist before who sung this song, which is one one ethrox point never. And I spelt it wrong, it was O N E O T H I T H or I X. And basically what this is is this is a one guy, I believe, and sort of electronic ambient music. This song is just a re it's no lyrics. It's um kind of calm at the start and it sort of builds with momentum and it's just a really nice Really introspective song is the word I would use for it, and yeah, I just I just love listening to it, especially on a sunrise, a nice early morning day. You know, you're on your own and you just want to embrace that sort of song. So it's a great song to be honest, and a worth to listen. Hmm. Also, one of my favorite artists. Um, used to be into a phase where I would listen to a lot of like similar type of music, just sort of that sort of non-lyrical, you know, more. Don't know what the word is, sort of out there sort of alternative ambient electronic music anyways one of the top guys for it very underrated i think it was only about one million or two million views on it um i would give you guys a preview but i don't want to get striked taken down so you can definitely just check check out the playlist after this or no during this podcast so the next song we have up here is the day we caught the train this is by ocean colors scene um you may know them they're fairly recognizable for one of their other songs I believe and that song is the Riverboat song I've heard that song quite a bit and they are they're a pop pop sort of they have this sort of old feel to them I think they're from England that's sort of mid 90s uh, type band from that sort of Britpop era but they're sort of different from everyone else um, it's a good song because it's sort of unexpected in the way it moves and turns and has a little minor key in it there. So it's a sort of not your traditional song, even though it kind of has that sort of feel to it. It's sort of a bit more out there. You can see the sort of the pattern in my choices because this song is very much a nice, you know, got the love theme in it, but it's got a, uh, an interesting way of telling that story, shall we say. And it's just a really interesting song. It's hard to explain music, do you know what I mean? But like, that's a really nice song. And I would I say upbeat. Yeah, it's a pretty upbeat song, but again, it's like not totally upbeat. It's more upbeat in terms of 
it's um I don't know how to explain it, just like the tempo of his upbeat. That's your song, you know, it's got a downbeat in terms of, you know, meaning and whatever. I, I'm, I'm not doing a good justice here of explaining that song. Anyways, let's move on to number three. Number three, we have I Could Be The One, Avicii vs. Nicky Romero. This is a really famous song, really good pop song. One of my favourite, uh, probably my favourite Avicii song out there. Obviously, rest in peace, Avicii. Uh, Avicii was a Swedish, you all know Avicii was a uh, famous for a lot of good songs, kind of the sound of 2016 really um really pop pop songs and you know it was everywhere it was hard to escape that music anyways this song is my favorite um just based on the beat drop and the the overall you know build up i think you know everything about it is just perfect really from start to finish the sounds the, you know the music the, the tempo it's all brilliant and it's just a really happy upbeat song with a lot of you know goosebumps after listening to that song I also remember the music video being very weird for the song, so it's a really good song. Um, Avicii can be sometimes a bit overdone, but I really enjoy that music. Next up, we have an opening by Amni, Amni Ned, I want to say. And the reason I have the song on here is I've kind of raved up about it before, but um, there's a guy called GeoGuessr, sorry, GeoWizard, um, who plays GeoGuessr, also does some straight line missions on YouTube. And this is one of his uh, intro songs, and it's called An Opening. It's a real calm sort of, um, what's the word? It's not methodical, but sort of calming, peaceful song. And I can definitely picture that I've listened to this going for a walk. Once again, quite nice walk. I love walks. I mean, it's got a real nice, you know, slow pace to it and sort of traditional, more vintage feel about it, but also sort of a video gamey, sort of retro y feel about it. But yeah, it's real simple, real nice, and just beautiful song. Next up, I went through a phase of listening to them, The Strokes, and the song is Call It Fate, Call It Karma by The Strokes. <laughs> uh, Strokes are a band that have gone through some peaks and troughs, obviously in their old damn days they were very good, and then recently their new album has been incredible. This is one of their great songs from the middle of their discography, which I actually really enjoy. Um, what can be said, uh, the vocalist is just insane, and it's paired with the most beautiful guitars in the world. This song is just a really out there in terms of its sort of calming, but also the vocal range is just incredible for this song. And yeah, it's just a really cool song. I say cool is the word. It just it has something about it, a little, little bit of uh, something different about it. You hear it and you sort of, you know, move your head or whatever. And it's also really peaceful. A nice little, I guess, a lot of these songs are either peaceful or really out there in terms of tempo. But this is one of them where it's just like, oh, yes, real calm. want to give it to a listen, you know. Just a real nice song. It's hard for me to describe any song, by the way. Uh, next one was Jake Bug, All I Need. This song, I believe, was for the Now TV commercial. He also did another song um, a couple of years ago, which was quite popular. Um, Young Enough Lad, Lightning Bolt, really popular song. Uh, that was... I thought it was an owl lad singing it for some reason, but it's actually a youngish lad. He looks like Justin Bieber, British. He's from Nottingham. And he's a, just an interesting singer, more of a foggy type singer, but kind of puts his own burst spin on it. And anyways, all I need is a sort of a pop version with a really nice chorus on the, with an actual like choir singers nearly, gospel singers. And I, I, re, I think it's a really, really great hook. And I think one of the best hooks I've heard all year is in that song. 
Next up, we have Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Bishop. I have no idea who Elvin Bishop is, but this song, I probably put him on the map as a one-hit wonder. This song was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I believe. Really good movie, by the way. And it's got it's a really nice love song. Absolutely perfect from start to finish. It's sort of a swooning type melody. And it's, yeah, as far as love songs go, this one's definitely up there. It's sort of a slightly resentful, but, you know, uplifting sort of optimistic song. So I really like that one. Next up is Polaris Ivy Boys song. Uh, Polaris were a band that were popular during the not popular during the nineties, but they did a, a lot of music for a Nickelodeon TV show called The Adventures of Pete and Pete, which is a really good show. Back when Nickelodeon were pumping out the classics, basically, and this song kind of represents that whole TV show. It was the, one of the it wasn't the theme song, but it was um, another song which I believe is really good. And it was just such an interesting and good song. And it's that 90s sort of nostalgia written all over it. Um, some good hearty, um, weird lyrics, I will say. But good hearty sort of um, delivery by the vocals. And just some classic guitar work, which is really nice. It's really underrated. So the penultimate song is Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I'm not a big Nick Cave fan, to be honest. Uh, he's quite odd. But this song, chorus, m- majority of which featured in the TV show Peaky Blinders as the intro. So it's a really well-known song just because of that. Obviously, I didn't even realise this was an old song, but it is. And the rest of the song is actually brilliant. Brilliant song. Has a very much an, an attitude about it, to be honest. And so it fits perfectly into that Peaky Blinders world where, you know, people have attitudes. So it's a great song. And quite a long one, I would say, but um, definitely worth the listen because it just hits you right in the face. It does. Finally, on the list, we have Daft Punk. Harder, better, faster, stronger. You all know the song from the probably more likely from the Kanye West song "Stronger," but of course, it's its own right. It's a great song. A bit short, but it's just got this lovely beat, lovely uh, high hat cymbals and the drums, and it's sort of somehow. It, it actually changes tempo halfway through, and it's the most seamless um, transition I've seen in a while. Great song, by the way. So that's that's my list. All great artists, all great songs. Every we every month, I'm gonna be changing up that list. I'm gonna be um, hitting you with um, with new with new songs there. So uh, be prepared. Not necessarily my favorite artists. Not necessarily my favorite songs ever, but it's the songs I've been listening to that month that I probably you know you probably haven't heard of mostly I'm trying to hit that sort of you know unknown territory a little bit just to give you guys a little something interesting to listen to um but on that note i was thinking you know i could talk about more about artists i like and maybe do a top 10 of like my favorite artists ever so i don't really want to go in in particular order but i'll just go based off you know these are the artists i like the most so i i, I guess i guess you know i'll just have a flick through and just you know be like oh yeah this is definitely one of my favorites and I suppose I've already touched on one, which is, to be honest, lads, I haven't planned this at all. So I'm currently just having a look through, um, seeing seeing who I would I would say my top my top artist would be, and I'm gonna pull one out of the bag here. Number one is Mac Miller. He's an ar- artist who recently passed away. 
he has had some great hits, some great songs, usually going under the radar, and he's an, oh, a rapper. And I'll hit you with my favourite song from him, and it is... Jesus, this is slightly awkward here. Uh, my favorite, my my, ah, there's just so many good songs by this guy, so it's kind of hard to to narrow it down. But um, I do like, I do like "Come Back to Earth." I think that's just got a really nice song. It was kind of where I introduced this guy. It's one of his last albums, so it's kind of sad, but it's such a beautiful song. Uh, he's also a guy who put a lot of work into you know his album covers, which are some of the nicest covers ever, including that one, which is him sitting in like a coffin, nearly sitting standing up with an air, airport window in the back, and it's symbolic. His music is usually quite thoughtful, provoking, a lot of effort put into it, and it's not your typical rap. It's more of a sort of poppy stance to it, but it's so soft, it's so beautiful, and kind of my type of music, to be honest. So Mac Miller. Big, big up to him. Uh, it really is. My next one was one I've, I guess, an artist I've been sort of indulging with a lot last year, but not so much this year. And that is David Bowie. David Bowie was, was he's now passed away. One of the greatest sort of artists that has ever lived in terms of, um, strictly in terms of influence and over other artists because he did his own thing he didn't really care about the, the 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 you know status quo as much and he just rocked the whole fucking the whole world like he was great started off sort of you know doing his own thing gained success quite quickly then went through spells of sort of moderate success and then of course he meant proper mainstream and and then after that he went under the radar again and then he's made more hits and more and then he just made more great songs so he can do it all uh god i'd pick a favorite song by david bowie would be insanely hard uh, obviously a lot of his famous songs are, are good but they're quite overplayed quite over you know i've heard them a lot so it's it would be hard to say you know ooh, this song is just great but one song that got me into him in the first place was lazarus which is from his penultimate album I just felt that found that a chilling, bone chilling song, and he he's one of these artists that creates such great atmosphere with his music, a great you know ambiance, a great aesthetic look, aesthetic sound to his music, and this was one of those songs that was just like put me straight into that setting, into his you know shoes, shall we say, and it was just an amazing song, such an extravagant artist, but can also pull out your heartstrings, bring it back to basics, and just absolutely kill you in the fields so anyway that's 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 number two on my list of greatest artists ever obviously you know it's not a complete list by by any stretch of imagination one of the artists i already mentioned which is one thrix point never so i want to mention him again all i know is that he is an absolutely exceptional artist from america and producing great music again and again he's also done work with the likes of The Weeknd and Nine Inch Nails. So he's clearly a very talented artist, probably more so for other people than for himself. He also did music for a great great movie called Good Time. Go check that out. I will I will mention that every day for the rest of my life. So he's absolutely exceptional and very underrated. So please, 
please check him out. He also creates great scenes in your head, more so soundscapes than anything, and look, he's great. Number four, we have Radiohead, quite a depressing artist, I will be perfectly honest, band, so I would say they wouldn't be the one I'd listen to every feckin' day, but, but they do produce some great hits, some great hits. And, uh, God, my favourite song here is probably probably Creep, which actually happens to be their most popular song. Uh, because it just hits hard. It just hits hard. It starts off at its basic beginning and just builds up to this amazing just impact. And that's always what I want to see. When you get hit in the head by a, by a certain artist, you know, you feel the goosebumps. You feel the... The impact of it, it impacts you. It really does, and I think that's why Radiohead are so successful. Because not only do they, they create their own like independent alternate music, but it has it has this mainstream appeal because it it really hits home. It doesn't dance around the dance around you know uh, the subject matter or whatever. It just goes straight for it, and it's honest and truthful, and it, 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 it's sad. <laughs> But like sometimes you want that, so that that's number. God, I lost count already. We had David Bowie, one of the first point ever. Mac Miller, number four. So we, this is going to be number five now, if I can find it. Do you know what? Probably one of these uh, artists that um that uh, I think always gets cited as one of the best artists ever. So I I sort of have to mention them, and that's Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin are an amazing, amazing artist, a band even, sort of from that uh, sort of 60s, 70s period where, you know, England was just churning out the great artists like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and Pink Floyd. But I think Led Zeppelin for top it for me, just based on their guitar work, their attitude, just the whole sort of vibe they give off. It's just, it sums up a generation and it's just great music, absolutely essential listening, especially the guitar work. They have such great songs out there. And the one I'm going to choose as their best song is Ramble On. Ramble On is an exceptional song. Such a great song. Listen to it a while back and I just, it got me. It got me good. So that's a great artist. And, um, you know what? They stuck to their, they stuck to their guns, really. And it paid off for them. They didn't have to, to pander for anyone, really. So great music. Number five. There you go. Now on to number number six, people. And number six is going to be a tough one because I've touched a lot of categories, shall I say. I've touched a lot of, you know, where can I go from here? Like this, there's obviously um, <laughs> very much a, a struggle now because I've gone to so many areas, so many places, and it's like, what? Where do you, where do you go from here? But next one up is the Beatles. They're classic. They are a classic artist because we all know them for their hits we all know them for a lot of songs and they just never seem to let down with the, the bangers the hits and just the overall they're good, they're, they're just, there's no real weaknesses to this this band they can do it all they can do any type of music exceptionally well but we have to pick a favourite here. We have to pick a favourite song. And I'm going to go with something. Which is from, I believe, Abbey Road. Yeah, it's from Abbey Road. And it's just an absolutely great song. Because the early work is good. You know, with their sort of, you know, innocent music. Then they sort of descended into this 
weird acidy world, which is also good. They're both great genres, but the where they benefited was from that sort of simple love song, um, you know, but with a bit of their love in it. And I think that's where they they have their best music. It's just those sort of love songs, really. The real, the real ballads, shall we say? And this one tops it for me. It's just a great one. So simple. Guitar is absolutely exceptional. I can listen to it in my head right now and just picture that little melody on the guitar and it just... It, it will never be tough, the Beatles. It was just the right place, the right time, the right people. And they helped to shape all the music that will follow us, actually. There's just no other person I could say that would inside the Beatles as a major influence on their work. So that was number six, I believe. We had... So far, we've had Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, Mac Miller... One tricks point never. Radiohead. Do we imagine someone else? I think we might have mentioned someone else. Hold on one sec. We said five or six. Did I say Led Zeppelin? I did. So I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm going to name you four more because I, I think I've named six. Maybe I've only I've maybe Okay, I've named five. I'm coming with more than fucking five more because I've already hit you with the, ba- the big ones. Here's another one. Arctic Monkeys. Really popular song. Uh, band especially about three or four years ago when they hit their peak in my opinion oh my god bangers after bangers lads they um they 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 had a great success in the past great success in england a domestic success which was a very sort of anglicized um fun music but it was very honest and very probably a bit too honest sometimes and you know talking about the culture in england but of course they wanted to expand to america so they released this album called AM in 2013 and oh my god what an album it was it put them on the map worldwide and just boom the booming guitars the booming vocals which are so in your face it's an in your face band so obviously they have so many songs to show for it because they've had those two major periods of success you know in 2013 and then before that in 2005 2008 etc so great band absolutely great band but we do have to pick a a favourite and I will say Are You Mine from their new American period because it's so in your face rock music down to the core great song just listen to it listen to it I won't say anymore just listen to it I'm telling you, you're not whacking your head to that song. Right, that's number, we'll say number six now. So we have to, we gotta get four, <laughs> four more songs. Oh God, four more artists. And yeah, I, I'm doing a lot of thinking, a lot of searching. Who's the best? Who's the best out there or whatever, I guess. But really hard to find uh, more artists that I'm into. Who are you into, Tim? Who are you, who, who are you listening to? You know? You've, you've named the big guns. Now it's like hit them with the surprise choices or whatever. And yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real hard one. Um, obviously. Uh sure we're gonna hit you with another one here, and that is. Let's see what <laughs> I'm trying to see what um, Spotify thinks are my favorite. It's kind of not really correct to be honest. Sort of an interesting choices it's gone it's gone with so uh yeah i will hit you with 
Do you know what? Spotify has a new feature where you can look back over all your history, uh, which is quite handy. So I can just go back and uh, and check what I've been listening to recently because surely that would tell me. But again, there's a lot of a variety, shall we say, in um in my music. Okay, here's one that's 100% definite. Don't listen to them too much, but they have so many bangers, it's hard not to say. Fleetwood Mac, number six on this list. They are an American band. Bit of folk in them, but a lot of a lot of love. And Yeah, they can they can put on some some absolute tunes. Their best song is The Chain, which is just amazing. Amazing song, amazing hook, amazing guitar. I think it was using F one at one stage. But they can do it all. They have so many different ways they can do their music. Put in vocals, bring guitar. That's usually what makes a great song great. And it really has this sort of grand feel to it a lot of the times. But they can always touch on those singular moments and just amplify them out and make them absolutely exceptional and absolute, it means so goddamn much. So anyways, we have three more artists that we have to get onto this list. And oh my god, what a tough one. What a tough one to choose because... Let's be honest. There's lo- there's there's loads of great artists out there, and if I want to talk about like all my favorite songs, I'm just touching on a million, I and I mean a million different artists throughout the days. I guess next up is going to be Kanye West. Kanye West here's my list. He's such an it's it annoys me because his his overall personality is a, a bit grating, a bit annoying. Um, quite hateful, hate hateable sometimes, but his overall music is just amazing. So it's interesting because sometimes you want to hate the guy, sometimes you gotta love him though, because he's just you can't not enjoy his music. It's just yes, all the way. And look, great song, all the way down the list. A lot of popular songs, a lot of songs that everyone listens to and goes, yeah. So. My favorite song is "All of the Lights" because it touches on you know his struggles through the years, and it also has a lot of meaning in the song, and it's just a great freaking banger. And he just doesn't stray away from saying what it is. Being honest, that's usually a nice thing in music when people be honest, right? Yeah, even if it's for the wrong reasons, he says it as it is, and he comes at you, you know, a lot of different orchestral sounds in the song and there's just a lot of you know his own personality embedded in there so that's number eight on my list uh, so another 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 top top musician out there it's hard it's um again once again hard thing to actually describe the music go out there listen to it uh you'll, you'll experience it much more much better and you will hear. I'm not saying don't listen to this uh, this podcast, but again, it wouldn't be something I'd be particularly good at explaining. So we have two more on the list. Where the hell do we go from here? <laughs> silence, 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 absolute silence, people. Could just leave it with them eight. Uh, I guess we'll get talk about the one that got me into music in the first place, and that is Coldplay. Coldplay, you hate them or love them. They have 
and absolutely exceptional body of music. Even to the present day, I would, I would, I will argue that seven great songs recently. Uh, they're just so basic, so simple, but it worked for their benefit due to the fact that they didn't exclude anyone because they it was inclusive music. It it it, it reached everyone, every country in the world. You can see how popular they are. You know, they they go they go abroad, they go to Brazil, and they absolutely like no barriers to their music. So, I guess there's a lot of songs that you know get thrown around. You know, this, this song is great. This song is great. This song's absolutely exceptional. Whatever. Uh, I'm gonna take it back to the start because I think Yellow, which is obviously such an obvious choice, is great. It's a great song. It's an absolutely exceptional song. Like you can listen to it over and over again. It doesn't lose its uh, its shine really. Uh, pardon the pun. I guess yellow wouldn't be shiny technically, but you know, I mean, a bright color doesn't lose its brightness. <laughs> there you go. So it's exceptionally simple. It's what put them on the map. It's what kept keeps them on the map to this day. Guitar great, vocals so honest and great. You know, exposed really, and great rhythm to it. Doesn't stay around too long. Simple, simple for days. You could just teach a little kid to play this song but yeah it's so basic but so beautiful so that's that's how I describe Coldplay even when they go into their weird phases or whatever they always sort of maintain a little charm to me anyways so now we have one more one more time no one more one more a lyricist one more musician to include on our list I'm having a trouble thinking of some band that has the amount of hits of the song of the uh, bands I've just listened to or you know an artist that I enjoy listening to often because well to be perfectly truthful it's quite a, it's quite hard to um find that many good artists and for artists to be that good to be at that level where they can produce that many hits and keep going and keep going and you know never stopping or whatever it's a hard place to be it really is so yeah without further ado i'm going to keep on the uh, what's it called the stalling right now because i'm trying to find a find an artist that uh that gets to that gets to me like that so uh yeah let's keep looking right i can't seem to find anyone Do you know what we'll choose pink floyd because pink floyd are different than all my other choices they're different because they are the most individualistic artists out there that has ever existed they create their own feel they create something that's completely different from the norm and they're just so they commit long songs short songs mainly long songs that drift into their own being that are their own world of living and i just really like them they're so beautiful but Yeah, they just they just they hit hard. My favorite song is going to be Hold on one sec by Pink Floyd. I will say Where is it? Um Breathe. Breathe's a great song. Just ah, it's brilliant. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a river of a song. They have a an album called An Endless River. Their music is like endless rivers. It just flows and it goes into little turns, little twists and turns along the way. But it always keeps you going, you know what I mean? It always keeps you going. So exceptional music, exceptional band. 
Right, that's our topic of music covered. I think I've like blown out all the facets. Yeah, of 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 existence. I really do, because it's just it's exceptional. So now, now finally, finally, we can uh, move on to another topic because I don't want to cut this podcast too short. That would be a bit scabby, shall we say? So I decided, you know what? What can I talk about? Um, COVID still, it's doing its thing. It's not really going anywhere and I was thinking you know what I could talk about a friend of mine or not a friend of mine uh an artist called OnlyFans 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 is different <laughs> OnlyFans who does his own work online or whatever and just he does his own thing so I was thinking you know what talk about my favorite moments drinking because that's what he does so I was thinking what can I do there you know could talk about favorite beers, could talk about, you know, better best moments. I was thinking, you know what, I could do best beers and then the best moments I found with them beers. Or worse, worst, we don't know. So I guess you'll go through maybe 10 or whatever and say, oh, that was a great moment or whatever. And yeah, some crack with that. So uh, another list, I suppose. And yeah, let's get into it. So, right. <laughs> I'm just looking at my, my computer there and it says, you have two and 10 minutes remaining. Oh, that's grand. Sorry. To hours even so that's that's quite a while quite a ways into it so right first first off let's go into our first beer shall we say on this list and it's dutch gold dutch gold is in well it's a it's dutch gold it's its own world of existence it's a low-cost imported pilsner lager sold only in ireland it was launched in 1995 it's basically this sort of lower tier drink i would say it's cheap it gets the job done. I used to drink this back in the day when, you know, money wasn't a plenty. You weren't working. You were just getting by there with a 20 quid note. You know what I mean? So you just buy this. Um, and you, you struggle to drink it. It's, it's not the nicest drink in the world, to be honest. And yeah, I just remember, you know, being in a field or whatever, drinking this and just being like, all right, this is, this is, this is bad. <laughs> this is a bit grim, shall we say. So I had the four. Barely got it, got through it, to be honest. And just struggled in general. All the sort of memories fade into one of drinking this, but always usually kind of ended up with me just feeling sick for the rest of the night. So I would recommend you getting this. Just wouldn't bother my barnet. But it does look cool. It does an iconic look to this drink with the blue at the top and the gold at the bottom. So it's actually a really nice looking beer in my opinion. Iconic in so many ways in Ireland. And yeah, I just remember drinking a lot of this and she one specific time, you know, St. Patrick's Day, remember going to the pub and just sneaking a few of these in and maybe just drinking a few of these outside in the outside area. So that's my long existing memory of that. Next beer on the list is Harpaki, also a popular can in Ireland. What is our Karpaki? It's a premium beer, apparently. It's in Poland and I usually thought, oh, this is going to be the worst thing ever. It was actually a really nice one. Uh, over lockdown, I enjoyed this in a nice glass like a pint glass and i actually really enjoyed it uh real sugary drink actually and uh, my long lasting memory of this is probably yeah during lockdown a lockdown beer lockdown drink i get the four four pack drink i don't know four of them so handy as well they're only five they're five percent which is quite high but somehow i'd get through four of these i don't know how but uh i always ended up doing it and i was like this is actually easy enough to drink Funny enough, I just looked through one here. I thought it said piss. It actually said pills. So if there's a green version of this. There's a black version, which is 9%. I've never tried that. That sounds heavy as hell. 
I don't know how you'd manage to drink that, to be honest. I think you'd die. So, and I also see some guy doing a review of it here with a fucking ski mask on, so that's dodgy out. So that's my overriding memories of it. Lockdown. Didn't really drink it outside of that. Uh, yeah, just with friends as well, I suppose, during this recent period. And, right. Next one on the list is Orchard Thieves. Orchard Thieves is a cider produced, I believe, just in Ireland. It was a a benefactor of the sort of success that we saw with uh, Bulmers. Bulmers was another beer that um, I believe, you know, it had its own success. It was interesting because I always found not that nice. But again, once you drink one, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably done with this. Orchard Thieves on the other hand more of an appeal to me anyways a bit sweeter a bit less bitter of an apple cider and you could get a few cans of it and you probably get through about three or four before you give up on it so i would recommend it and yeah the, the overriding memory of uh, basically a few years ago i couldn't buy drink because i was too young was the 18 is the legal age here to buy so what i do is my mate would go get his mum to buy him and then he charges for the drink so this was the choice of the, the weapon of choice shall we say and yeah, it was a, it's a nice drink. It really is. If you're starting off drinking, this isn't the worst choice in the world. Big expensive. Maybe it was like two euro can paying this lad, even though he's only getting it for fucking free. But in reality, it's quite expensive beer. Quite a premium one. So it's kind of special in that regards. It's not something you de- delve with all the time. But yeah, I would do it. Uh, I just picture a cold beer with the sun out. We started drinking this in the summer. Like we're talking about May. The end of April, May, coming into June, do you know what I mean? So it's the absolute exceptional beer. Um, one of the summer drinks of choice, to be honest. So that's number three. Another Speaking of summer drinks, Corona. Corona number four on this list. The overriding memory I have this is last year. Not last year, on my six-year holiday drinking, I'd say too many of these. Too many to think of. Put a bit of lime in there. You're off. I was actually nearly sick of the drink by the end of the holiday. I was like, I'm not drinking this. And I don't think I drank it for a fucking year and a half after that. I was like, here, lads, I've had way too much of this. What it is, is it's a very simple drink. I don't know what they put in it. It's such a simple beer. Like, I don't know how people start getting into this, but I guess it's just so easy to drink. But the thing is, I've actually found easier drinks, beers to drink. But I guess this is a pretty easy one. 4.6%. And it's commonly served with a wedge of lime in it. Because it's basically quite tart quite a boring sort of a slightly bitter taste to it so it's kind of not great on its own but mixed with things it's a perfect mixer of a drink um so yeah i remember on the holiday just having like bottles and bottles and it's not the cheapest beer in the world it's quite expensive so i guess we sort of pushed the boat out in this one i remember just going to the off license every day getting like four or six at a time bringing them home drinking uh, the whole of them in a few hours coming back get more absolutely you're sort of actually coming up afterwards you're like a bit hungover when you go and buying more so it's kind of mad like you get drunk then you would get sober again get drunk again like it wouldn't fuck you up but it would just you know i mean it was party drink really it was like ah oh, lads are around drink a few of these you know you can knock into the paper person's beer and fizz it up or whatever it's just like some of those drinks you just drink with other people it's a social drink really and also you can mix it there's a certain mix you can do with be grenadine and orange and tequila, which I did try, freaking nice. I will do that again during the summer as well. Love it. Right, number four on the list. We are halfway there, nearly. And I was thinking, what's like my sort of 
go-to easy drink to drink and that would be Coors Light. Coors Light is such a light drink, such an easy to, uh, easy to drink drink <laughs> uh, because it comes from America where I guess that's a popular thing is just to dumb down the drink, just make it simple. None of this Heineken or Carlsberg sort of complications with the, the flavours, you know, or putting these weird like hopster and stuff in it. No, it's just simple, down to earth, Coors Light. It's a very clear booking beer. It's a very simple beer. And whenever I see it, I think, you know what, there's going to be an easy drink. There's going to be an easy session. In recent times, I find that kind of not true, but certainly the pints are just... <laughs> They go down handy because pints are usually quite difficult to drink. With Coors, for some reason, it was just like a plain, easy drink. Nothing exciting, nothing special, but Coors does the job. It does the job and it's not any struggle whatsoever. So that's why I like it in general. And you can easily be drinking it like water after a while. So maybe it's a bit dangerous, maybe it's not. But I don't know. I always think of America as well for some reason. So I, kinda, I don't know, weird. It's weird. It's sort of like weird one to drink in Ireland, but hey... Do you know what? I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. It's definitely not the most popular one. A lot of people say, eh. you know, why? But um, I don't know. I kind of find it an interesting drink at the odd time. That's number five. Number six is Rockshore. Another one where I drank a lot of during lockdown. And the reason I drank this was because it's an easy drink. It's also got a nicer taste and a more interesting taste than a Coors. So it's sort of like a little step up to Coors, I would say. It's advertised as like, oh, it's by the sea or whatever. It doesn't have a sort of a weird sea taste to it. And I don't know why that is. Is it because of the advertisements made me think of that? But it's got this sort of weird, slightly hoppy taste to it. Like a little bit of a craft beer, but like only the tiniest of of sense of, of craft beer. You drink up a few cans of this, you get the eight pack or whatever. It's only about 4%, so you barely get, even get a hangover after this. So I guess that would be a benefit. It's so low. Do you know what I mean? It's so low, it's actually quite difficult to get drunk off this one. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So the one thing is you probably might feel a bit stomach dodgy maybe, but you won't you won't feel the head too bad. So I would say Yeah, I'd say I'd say go for it. And it's also made by Diageo, I believe own Guinness, I wanna say. Inspired by the rugged, refreshing experience of the West Coast. So it's an earth I believe the idea is it's or light and refreshing, like as like the sea. But uh I want to see, I'm just interested to see how they made it, like, how does it get the taste? Yeah, it does have a hops in it, so that's sort of the happy taste to it. Uh, right, that's number six. Number seven on this list is one, it's a classic, it's a real classic staple if you're from Ireland, and Linden Village Cider. You heard me talk about Ocean Thieves earlier, this is a bit of a step down from that. This is a 6% beer, by the way, so it's quite a heavy one compared to the other ciders. And it's a rotten taste off. It's like rotten apples is what it reminds me of. There is a place in Buckingham called Linden Village. So I don't know if that's where it's gotten its aim for. And is it a British beer then for that respect? Don't know. All I know is it's really heavy. It's really associated with like lads drinking this in the park. And that's basically what I did. Drink this in the feckin' out in the field or whatever. And I just remember one time. I think probably had about four cans of this and it was just gone i was gone in the head and i was making a mess of myself i think it was in a gaff or whatever and I just absolutely gone i don't know what i was doing and yeah it's one of those that you just you can go two two drinks in or whatever you're fine three or four and you're gone you get to that stage where you can barely that can walk at that stage so you know respect in its way but 
that was my first probably real experience of like, oh, Jesus, this is getting fucked up, isn't it? This is what it really feels like to get fucked. Not like to get drunk, but to feel fucked. So you get there with this. Number eight on this list. I've been through sort of the basics. I wanted to get into another one that's interesting because you probably haven't heard of it so much and it's druid cider another cider a cider that's very popular especially in the cans amongst young lads i feel like when you get a certain age it's like you graduate away from these drinks that's what happens with these lads the druid cider another one it's like the nicer the cans you drink it's less of a crack i think and this is why this shitty can reminds me of so much crack because it's also six percent uh, i remember going to like a school like disco or whatever or not disco like a night out sort of job yeah it would have been a sort of school event and this was basically the weapon of choice uh before getting on the bus one time and i remember my mate i still couldn't buy a drink at this point i don't think or else i got my id and he bought me this and i was like oh my god this is mental actually i think i was just like 17 at the time and i was going oh no when he pulled up with this and i tried down in one and i was like this is impossible to drink fast isn't it and i was basically trying to get these on before i got on the bus and i tell you what fuck but actually the relief came because I got on the bus and your mum was like, yeah, you can bring on drink. I was like, okay, sound. I can string this on the bus because I was trying to get them on before, you know, before we got on the bus. So that's actually a real perk there. I think this lad knew everyone was getting fucked up anyways. So he was just like, you know, as long as it didn't get too messy, I don't think this lad was too, was complaining too hard. So yeah, Druid Cider, probably the worst beer I've ever had. Or cider anyways. It is an awful taste of it. I don't know how it even exists. It doesn't even taste remotely like anything real. Remember I talked about Linden Village? It's like worse than Linden Village. It's more rotten than Linden Village. It's the most awful godforsaken taste. It's like the apples that were rotten already and they just sort of pissed on them or something. But it's awful taste. That's number eight. Anyways, two more on the list. Uh, number nine, number ten. I want to come up with an interesting one that maybe you haven't heard of. And yeah, I guess there was another one which I don't know if I had too much of, but I remember its existence. Uh, and it's called Stonehouse, Inches Stonehouse. Another cider, another cider, because every time you're out in the field, it's what you're drinking. It's a 6% as well. This is probably a slightly better than the Druids, but still very bad. Still very similar taste. I have a nice rotten apple or whatever. I guess that's actually all ciders are usually rotten apples, aren't they? Or they're, they're old apples or whatever. That this mixed in or whatever. Whatever way, it's fermented to shit uh yeah i maybe it's just because we got the, the cans all warm but there's another one where it was like yeah guys what are we doing there's a reason you don't see this in the second india the old pubs and it's actually advertised here at 164 which is quite expensive so i don't know what happened there how did it get so expensive maybe because only one lad sells it and he's like you know what fucking i'll drive up these prices but yeah really expensive one uh yeah, not what I'm too enthused about, but it exists nonetheless. Right, number 10. Is this the one you've all been waiting for? No, <laughs> it certainly isn't. And you know what? As a little special, I will not do a... I will not include a beer I've drunk in a field, in a can. For this one, I'm going to go straight to a place called Spoons, which is a, I believe, a restaurant slash pub where they serve drink. And I was thinking, there's a beer called The Beast there. Now, I'm serious when I say this thing was only about two quid. Literally, probably even less. They had these, like, cheap craft beers and spoons. So basically, what they do is they have lots of stuff that's way cheaper in the hope that you drink loads of it and make a profit near themselves. You know what I mean? So it's basically what they're selling as cans, but in a fucking pub. 
in a restaurant and that's what it is anyways i got a fucking pint full pint of this thing for two euro and it looked like guinness exactly like guinness black head or whatever but black color uh but it was completely black at the top so there was no white head i don't think and this thing was called the beast and it was absolutely rotten looking like it was like guinness but just done very badly and i drank it and it was absolutely absolutely awful i remember seeing someone in spoons doing it down in this and I guess it was the worst experience of his life. Also mine. Really horrible one. Uh, real burn taste of it. Just not not worth it. Don't do it, lads. Anyways, that's my list. Like Top 10 beers. Top 10 artists. I guess you can enjoy them while drinking a good beer. But yeah, that's my list. That's my thinking. Anyways, that's been fun to talk to you guys. Anyways, I think that's going to wrap it up. Wrap it up on a bit of a fun ending, I guess. Uh, anyways if you have any ideas for any future videos make sure to leave them in the comments below if you're on YouTube if you're on Spotify don't think they have that feature yet hopefully they'll get that feature but yeah that's been an interesting listen so yeah I'm excited to do more of these in the future obviously every week on the Friday don't worry about it and yeah sure I'll talk to you anyways uh, later guys good luck